episode 169. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How's it going, Dave? How's it going? It's good, good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Uh, just been busy with work. Today's been like one of those work days, and I know you, you've had a hell of a time at work, but I am here to talk <laughs> about video games, and it's got, we, we got some stories this week. We've got some stories. Yeah. A couple PSA-related type stories of just like, hey guys, <laughs> just a heads up, shit's going away. Yeah. All right, uh, so we are Digital Days Gaming. We are a weekly podcast that posts every Thursday morning on podcast services around the world. If you're able to leave us a review on those services, that is extra helpful to allow more people to access the show. Find it on algorithms and all those search engines. We also stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming. Um, so you can just search that on Twitch. We are a Twitch affiliate, so you can subscribe to us, whether you want to do that as a paid subscription or you want to link your Amazon account and your Twitch account and get Prime Gaming, uh, and you get a free subscription of your choice there. So... As we've been streaming a little bit more, I've um, been seeing the sub numbers increase or you know move up, which is always helpful. So uh, if for some reason you're missing some of the random live streams that I've done, uh, mostly Destiny-related the last week or two, um, but, and you still want to support us, as, as always, following on Twitch is free. Um, downloading or subscribing to the podcast is free. Following us on social media, that's all linked in the show notes, is free. Um, and then if you want to pay to subscribe to us on Twitch, you can do that. If you want to pay to support us on Patreon, you can do that as well. Um, all of those links are in the show notes. Um, it just keep in mind that your Twitch subscription, if you use that, doesn't auto renew. So whether we're live or we're not live, if it's on your mind, just go ahead and either on mobile or on a browser, go to the store or to the Twitch and check it out. Um, and you can just subscribe to us even if we're not live. So it doesn't auto renew and it will tell you when it expires also. So if you're like, it expires in two days and you're one of those people that likes to set a reminder on your phone or on your calendar, you can do that and that would be great to make sure that you uh, keep your streaks and stuff and you get a couple different badges. Um, we do need to work on Twitch a little bit more of, um, I'm you know, as I'm getting more comfortable with my new PC, tweaking some stuff and changing some stuff to make the experience better for all of the, the viewers and for us when we stream. But uh, other than that, I would love for you to check that stuff out and we're going to jump right into the news. Yeah, um, there's a little bit of news. Kind of funny timing. Uh, Valve, out of nowhere, announced Counter-Strike 2 is coming this summer. Uh, the reason the timing is funny is they made this announcement when Epic is doing their GDC keynote, uh, talking about like the future of Epic and the Epic Game Store and Fortnite. So Valve decided, like, yo, let's announce a sequel that uh, has been kind of long overdue uh, and could be risky for valve uh so uh not a ton of information uh out just yet uh there's a couple little teaser trailers but basically uh counter-strike 2 is going to be an update to counter-strike go uh this new version of counter-strike go aka counter-strike 2 will bring over player stats and unlocks from go uh but it's going to include major overall to the visuals uh, that basically they're describing as brighter, cleaner, better-looking maps that utilize the Source Engine 2. Uh, so significantly better textures and uh, a more modern lighting system. Uh, Counter-Strike 2 will launch this summer with beta testing beginning today for select Go players. So basically how they're going to do that is they're going to actually look at your playtime and how recent you played Go to determine if you're going to get access to the ongoing beta that's going to go up until the summer. So they're going to really reiterate on this. Uh, just for reference, Counter-Strike Go launched in 2012, and it's been consistently around a million players a month. Uh, it peaks. Uh, its recent peak was like 1.4 million players back in February, uh, but on average, it averages like 800,000 players a month since you know the last like couple years. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is a kind of a big sequel. This is a big deal uh, for, for, for PC players. Uh, no word on if this will come to console. Uh, Counter-Strike Go did come to console on PS3 and 360 back in the day, uh, but that did not last too long in terms of the player base. Uh, Dave? Is, is there a difference between Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike Go, and Counter-Strike 2? Um, so Counter-Strike is the original. There's Counter-Strike Source, which is like an offshoot. And then okay. Counter-Strike Go was the sequel to Counter-Strike 1. So Counter-Strike Go is the one that's been out since, uh, 2012. since 2012. Yes. Okay. Um, so it, it's been a while. And then basically because there's so much into like their loot box system, you know, their, their, their gun mm -hmm. skins, it, it makes sense that they would just basically facelift 
go into two so they can at least keep all of that well, stuff. It, it seems to be par for the co- yeah. It seems to be par for the course. Overwatch kind of merging or eliminating Overwatch one and putting it into two, so you're not splitting your player base. I would assume that Counter Strike Go will eventually merge into Counter Strike two. Um, from a competitive uh, esports standpoint, Counter Strike is kind of like up there, right? Like in yes. terms of, yeah. um, you know, competitive, like you know, like player versus player shooter, um, you know, the crazy balanced, like really a skill based, you know, like truly a skill based game. Like if you are highly skilled, you can play Counter Strike and you can succeed in Counter Strike. If you're not highly skilled, you just get drug. Uh, yes. So I mean, I think that obviously this has its own unique audience, and and obviously it can hold its own unique audience. Um, and it seems like whenever Valve talks, everybody pays attention. Yeah, everybody pays attention. They don't talk so. often, and that, that, that yeah. usually builds up their hype when they do make announcements. Um, to your, I've never, I've never played this, so I, I think you would like it. From I mean, how were you with SoCom back in the day? I never played it. Never played it. Okay. Because yeah. uh, that's like the- I, I think that the the first turnoff is similar to my Valorant turnoff is that I'm just too old and stubborn to try to learn keyboard and mouse at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. And I think you have to play Counter Strike with keyboard and mouse, just like Valorant doesn't have any controller support either, and that's fine. Like that's their own, that's its own thing. Even with some of these, I've been privileged with some of these Rocat peripherals and stuff like that. Like I haven't really ever tried. I'm sure if I decided like on a Saturday afternoon to sit here and try and beat my head against the wall like I do in some other content, like I'm sure I could eventually be okay with it. I just don't know if I have the patience for it anymore. Yeah, it's um well I, or any more or at all just to to do it at all. Yeah, the, the, the thing with Counter Strike is uh, they did talk a little bit about like, hey, you know, we're still going to support like the mod and a content creator mm-hmm. like avenue, uh, which is good because that's a big thing about Counter Strike is the amount of stuff uh, that the community creates uh, in terms of maps to where someone like you, Dave, could have fun with Counter Strike if you stay away from the competitive scene like right gun game you know which is like now associated with call of duty that originated with counter-strike and that was like a main mm. thing in counter-strike <laughs> and some of the crazy maps people make so you're saying that a first-person shooter copied another first-person shooter yes no. yes and, and <laughs> one just happens to be a little bit more name recognition uh so there's a there, there's a ton of stuff in counter-strike that hopefully they'll able to maintain and that's always been kind of a thing uh because I'm an old school Counter Strike player, I, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I was into Counter Strike One, and I was really into Counter Strike Source. And Counter Strike Source was the one that seemed to have a little bit more fun with like mods and stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping uh, they can find a nice balance of like bringing all of the Counter Strikes in to its own thing. And it sounds like that's what they're aiming to do. And I do appreciate that they're doing like a potentially long beta uh, before mm-hmm. the game. comes This is up. like their version mm-hmm. of early access. So. Yeah, yeah. That, that's. Mm-hmm. This is how they're going to do it. And I do like that they are actually looking at player data in terms of like who's right. getting into it as opposed to just making it open and then just... Yeah. I, is It's free to play also usually, right? I, yeah, Counter-Strike Go is free to play. And since okay. Go is turning into two, I'm assuming it will be free to play yeah. when it launches. So, I mean, just whenever... Like if this beta is out and this beta is live today or tomorrow, just be ready for this game to be... If you pay any attention to Twitch, this will be in the top three on Twitch, if not the top spot for the next 10 days minimum yeah especially if they bring like those major influencers in a community yeah into the beta which they will <laughs> they will depending on if they want to show off the game yeah already like they might not be ready enough for a top tier like a top tier player to play it and that would also you know be you know somewhat communicated to their streamers because i'm sure that any of their top tier streamers content creators have we're, we're knowing about this and had a heads up about this beforehand so yeah uh because you, you have to take care of the streamers at this point because if like if it is ready to be shown to people and they didn't loop in the top Counter-Strike streamers, then there'll be drama in the community. No. Uh, but from there, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but you're right, this will probably be all over Twitch, regardless of who's been invited or not. Um, Alright, our next story, uh, this one's just a little bit of a PSA. If you're listening to this when the podcast releases Thursday, uh, the Wii U and 3ds eShops are closing and they will be was it closing march 27th so they'll be closing on a monday uh so you still have time to pick up this stuff before it goes away forever uh no new purchases will be possible 
uh, March 27th and beyond, uh, but you will be able to download your previous purchases. Um, a YouTube streamer, The Completionist, did find I out. I just read that. <laughs> uh, if you want to buy everything on the 3DS store and the Wii U store, it's going to cost you roughly $22,791. So if you got the money Jeez. to spare... Uh, you can buy everything on uh, shops. If you have that much money to spare, patreon.com slash digital days gaming. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. It, it's <laughs> it's funny. I don't I don't own a 3DS. I'd have to check what's Yeah, that was that was gonna be my next question. So like none of these games are playable on any other platform, right? They're not backwards compatible, cross compatible because it's a 3DS, which was that their their own screen technology, yeah. and Wii U, which you needed the tablet for. And uh, Nintendo's been really milking the Wii U by remaking them for the Switch. So correct, you haven't been able to yeah. bring your previous downloads. So and let, I mean, if you have these consoles, like, and there's some things that you want, like, go get it. Uh, and if you don't, don't don't do it I'm like but um i mean it's not expected i don't i mean these are i mean i guess the wii u was right before the switch right um yes yeah yeah but that feels like so long ago um and the, yeah and i would i would venture to guess this is 70 percent. that cost of the 22k is 70 percent 3ds yeah the, the wii, wii u only wii u. had like what like three years yeah. on the market yeah. before it, it kind of shuddered uh, so. Though this is important to uh, people that like Pokemon, if you like transferring your Pokemon from the Game Boy Color to the Switch, you need the Pokemon Bank, which is on the DS, 3DS eShop. Mm. So it's very important if you do have a 3DS uh, to get on that eShop, get the Pokemon Bank, because basically... I don't know you know if you know this, Dave, but you can transfer. It's a pain in the ass, but you can transfer your original Game Boy pokemon all the way up to like switch versions of the game by hopping Trans- from cons- transferring something on nintendo being a pain in the ass when yeah. i saw the little yeah. pikmin carrying stuff on my wii before yes no. and that, that, that is uh, how it is it's a cool thing that it the fact that it's possible is really cool because yeah. you're talking about Agreed. offline systems yeah. uh but that will stop once a 3ds shop you have is to closed. like touch the two infrared points together like you had to for like like player transfer or data transfer on game boy do you remember that yeah yeah um so i think the process is on your game boy you have to have a save you put it into a sp which is backwards compatible then from the sp you put the game boy advance game uh into 27 steps to transfer it on 3d (laughs) and 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 it's it's yeah, yeah, you need two Game Boy. Yeah, Sarah's gone, yeah, gone yeah, through yeah, this. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it, it is a... Yo, the ca- oh, God, the cable. Yeah, it is oh. a process. Uh, but that process will basically be ending March 27th if you do not have the Pokemon Bank on your thing. Uh, All right, Michael. So you got you got to tweet pictures of uh, of you guys doing these transfer things. Yeah, Sarah's going to have to bust out the 3DS and then we're just going to have to make sure it's downloaded because... Uh, we got to get that and there's a t- there i think someone did the the math it's a couple hundred games that are going to be gone forever uh that are either 3ds or wii u exclusive uh especially when you come to the 3ds like the, the dual screen thing makes it very hard for those games to transition to other consoles so a lot of stuff will just basically be dying uh past the 27th <laughs> uh moving on uh speaking of death uh ea are delisting a couple Battlefield games. Uh, Battlefield 1943, Battlefield Bad Company 1, and Battlefield Bad Company 2 will be delisted from all storefronts on April 28th, and their online services will be going away on December 8th of this year. Uh, EA accidentally included Mirror's Edge in the original announcement, but pulled back on that and said it was included as an error which makes sense because Mirror's Edge is a single-player game, so there'd be no reason mm-hmm. to delist it unless, like, soundtrack rights were an issue. Uh, this is funny, though, Dave, because I don't know if you remember, like, a month ago, I was like, I loaded up Battlefield 1943 on my PS3 and made sure I 100%ed it. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I have a weird sixth sense when it comes to stuff getting shut down soon, but I did the same thing with the PS3 where I got into PS3 collecting and then they announced the store closure. Uh glad i got the 1943 uh trophies because i only have until december 8th to get it uh 
any thoughts on this other than the fact that it's a PSA of like, hey, you have until December eighth to enjoy it. You have until April twenty eighth to play uh, to to purchase it. Other than I'm surprised that some of these servicers, servers, and services were still alive now. No. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I feel like that this is going to we're going to start seeing a little bit more of this, a lot more of this actually, in terms of as more stuff comes out. Um, uh, services are being shut down just because it, stuff's getting outdated. It's probably hard to mess with it and the connections and, and as the PS3 or, you know, PS3 and 360 are kind of done and dying. Um, there's just really, there's no tangible point. I mean, you might have the rare unicorn game that still has like a super active community, but I mean, those are few and far between. You're not going to have a, a console version of Counter-Strike that's going to be successful for 10 years without any like reiteration of the game at all. Yeah, do you, so there's still somewhat active communities on the PS3 and 360 for these games, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, do you think me being... This is me being cynical, but remember in 2042, they talked about bringing Battlefield, Bad Company 1 and 2 maps into that in their like EA or Battlefield portal? Uh you think yeah so the probably the easiest way for them to do that or the best selling way for them to do that is to shut the other games down to make you come and pick up this 100 percent. yeah yeah, that's okay that's what i was getting to yeah. like do you think they looked at it just like man people are saying play still playing bad company and also people are still playing those bad company maps in 2042 what if we just shut especially, that down yeah especially with the players like the, i feel like the players now that they expect when you like bring nostalgic content in like or anything like that or reskinned or repurposed content that they expect it to be free so if you're going to expect it to be free which i would i guess you know you could you know could be right could be wrong could be indifferent whatever your opinion on that is fine um then you there still is a cost mm-hmm. and the cost is the other stuff being shut down like why would they put time effort and energy to do something into 2042 if you can just do it on battlefield 3 or whatever yeah and and that and that's something that EA probably looked at of just like hey you know what these servers cost not a ton of money but every I, I would imagine when it comes to like running old games it probably gets more expensive every year in terms of not bandwidth but just the old technology that you're using to run it in terms of I think mm-hmm. you always mention like there's probably like a couple people on staff that like they're the only ones that know how to use this old ass technology and mm-hmm. software that are just like we got to keep them on staff because they're the ones that can keep those servers running. And it, it, most of you know this now by listening to me. And if this is the first time you haven't, you've listened to me, then sorry. Um, return on investment is a big deal to me. Like putting effort in, getting something in return, like doing investing into something and getting a return, you know, obviously is return on investment. If you're not getting enough of a continuous return on investment ROI, like it, it, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just not, I'm sorry for the, 300 people that are probably still playing Battlefield Bad Company 1 or 2 and I, and it's I get it like maybe one after this episode <laughs> download them one more time yeah maybe you're going to um you know like maybe that's the game that you play with your best friend that you know refuses to to buy a, a new system because he's the the person that's like why do I need a different system when this works totally fine and I play one game like you can't do that forever like like I don't even know. Can you even buy a DualShock Three uh, on the open market right now? Like into a right? Like I'm not. Yeah. Like anybody can get them. Like I'm sure. It's, but- it's really hard. So you can, but the problem with like Amazon and eBay is a lot of fakes are out there. So you don't know yeah. if it's legit until you get it in your hands. Uh, but you can use a DualShock Four and a Dual Sense on your PS3. Uh, mm-hmm. So th- there's workarounds uh, for that stuff, and Xbox hasn't put a new controller together in several years. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's just it, it's time to move on. I'm, I'm not as most of you know. Like I am not like a nostalgic person. Like one thing comes out and something else goes away. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm moving on. Like <laughs> yeah. One thing I, I kind of get annoyed by this is when they delist games completely and they have single player campaigns that were technically going to be lost to time at that point. I wish companies would... I don't know if I need to blame the companies or players in terms of, like, companies probably don't want the idea that someone buys something that has a multiplayer menu that just doesn't work anymore, mm-hmm. and they don't want to deal with the customer service nightmares of that, of people be like, yo, I bought this game for $5, and the multiplayer doesn't work anymore. 
but I don't, so I don't know if I should blame the companies for being too scared about that, or I should blame players that probably would complain that they bought Battlefield Bad Company a year from now after the multiplayer has been decommissioned and are expecting that multiplayer yeah. to still be running. Uh, I, I like, I hope these games don't leave game pass. I, I know they will because they're being delisted and that usually what happens mm-hmm. uh, because like they do have goods uh, except for 1943. That's multiplayer only totally understand. But, getting rid but of what if they put like, what if they put a battlefield one or two mode into battlefield 2042 or like ironically enough, just make a battlefield game called battlefield and just do what you want with it. Like stop with these numbered games, like in this, in, 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 you know, this version, like release a battlefield, that you know the base version of it release a call of duty release anything destiny all of these that the base version of these games are playable you want other cool stuff you want different stuff you want a battlefield you want a bad company mode ten dollars and you can play a version of bad company like um hockey did it nhl did it with like the nhl 94 mode you had to play that on like nhl 20 to do it and base um mlb the show did it with like retro mode like just give them another piece of content like move up in the world like progress forward yeah stop playing stuff on ps2 stop i wonder how much (laughs) stop expecting things to work forever on ps2 i i wonder like especially when you're talking about on xbox with backwards compatibility all these are backwards compatible games i wonder how much effort it would actually cost to just have them cut the games of just like here's just the single player yeah. iteration of this you know make a battlefield hopper of like hey here's the best of battlefield the last 10 years single player campaigns just yeah. to put that out there as opposed to just being like hey after april or like a, like what rare or like rare, rare replay yeah yeah just do that do that for battlefield yeah here's all the single player campaigns and i know a lot of people yeah. will be like no one really gives a shit about the single player campaign it's like uh some people do and yeah. also you're talking about like nostalgia and also just like hard work that hundreds if not thousands of people put yeah. into these ca- campaigns that are GoldenEye is the best example of this everybody's like oh this is so cool like for 10 days and then mm-hmm. it's over I haven't heard anybody say GoldenEye again since it like after 10 days after it came out on Game Pass and Switch yeah like other than they picked it up to like whoa but the idea okay, that good. someone like <laughs> you know that doesn't own it today can't five years from now be like shit you know yeah. what? i want battlefield bad company no, i want to play the, that the single capcom player co- the, the capcom collection yeah that, what was that one that just came out it was like 13 like the turtle collection yeah the, and the there was another one that collection yeah like just do that kind of stuff like yeah sure it looks like a money grab but you're giving the players what they want like that's the kind of stuff i, I showed my brother who's 10 years older than me i showed him that cowabunga collection he's like yeah i totally buy that yeah he's like but then he also said he's like i'd probably play it for like four or five days and then never play it again yeah, but it's just something, you know, like, basically that's how I am with my PS3, where, yeah. like, I'm not playing these games every day, but every couple months I'm like, shit, I kind of want to play Fat Princess, so I go back and I'll play it for, like, yeah. a day or two, and that's all I need. Uh, so I, I I hope companies get better at this in terms of, like, either trusting the fan base not to freak out, uh, like, oh, mm-hmm. the multiplayer's not there, so I'm, I'm pissed. It's just like, hey, the single-player campaign's still available. Um, this will probably cost, uh, I mean, the Battlefield 1 and Bad, uh, or the Bad Company 1 and Bad Company 2. Physical copies will probably get expensive, which is funny because they've always been in, like, that dollar bin. But then they're, they're, but then they're not going to work. <laughs> They'll work on Xbox. Uh, like, the single-player okay. campaign will well, still run. Okay. Even delisted? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the discs will still let you download, uh, typically. Uh, so you, you'll still be able to go. It's just you won't be able to buy them digitally all right uh next story uh bella ramsey gives a window for the last of Us season two uh the ellie actress uh bella ramsey revealed the shooting of season two for the last of us will likely begin filming towards the end of this year and the beginning of next year uh shooting and production for the show can almost span a year according to ramsey so she doesn't expect the second season till air or doesn't expect it to air till the end of 2024, early 2025. Uh, I'm guessing more 2025 uh, on that. Probably the same time, like February 2025. Like we got That's usually how they January do. 2025. Yeah, we got, you know, Last of Us in January 2023. So I, two years for two years for season two, I don't think is crazy because like we've been talking about season one was a risk. Like this was a risky show to do. And now it's proven well, well above expectations that it can, it can hold its weight in in, in a heavyweight ring with other shows. So 
I wouldn't be surprised if we hear as soon as season two is filmed or season two and season three are being filmed simultaneously. Um, you know, anything to that aspect of it because they know what's going to happen with it. Um, so like, this is, this is fine. Like, this is what it's supposed to be. Like, we didn't know what the show was or wasn't going to be. We didn't know the success of the show. And obviously it's got, it's going to be successful. And now they know it's going to be successful and which also involves an increase in the budget. Yeah. And I, I kind of hope we get word on like episode count kind of early. Is it going to be nine episodes again, or could they bump it up to 10 episodes, which is usually the standard for HBO. One episode could go a long way for the, uh, the size of the story that they're telling. Um, Mm -hmm. But especially, you know, like, without talking about spoilers like you know the there's a few actors that are in the show that their time is very valuable and depending on when mm-hmm. they need to get rid of them they can mm-hmm. uh so it'd be i would just want to know like episode counts uh but that's just me being greedy because the show just ended and i'm really excited uh you know for season two uh but mm-hmm. yeah the the time frame makes sense uh 2025 to me seems more feasible uh I don't think HBO's really been known for launching shows in like November, December. It's usually launch a show in September, mm-hmm. it ends in December, and then they take a couple right. weeks off, and then we get our January, February show. Uh, so, uh, by the way, side note that just totally dawned on my head since today is uh, March twenty second. Uh, we're not getting factions at the end of quarter one. No, no, we're not. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, there's I'm still time. Like, huh. They have uh, like nine days, eight days, nine days. Okay. It could happen. GDC is happening right now. Maybe they announce it at the end of GDC. Uh, yeah, no, and I think that's a drop ball for factions. I mean, right now everyone yeah. wants Last of Us content. Could could have done it. I don't. Mm-hmm. The summer, Dave. We're gonna just talk about it now. Then uh, at this point, I'm just like, do you think it even? What are they gonna shadow drop it in their in their June of their, their June speaking? What like when they they're they're not E3 presentation. I mean, I feel like they would have to because what else do they have outside of Spider-Man this year? The rumor is Spider-Man's coming in September. Yep. So if you wait until June and you drop this in July, aren't you cannibalizing Spider-Man possibly? I, I think spider I don't think you bad. are, but yeah. the proximity-wise, yeah. If, if it depends on when in September, but I think the problem is do you, do you uh, kneecap factions? Because then in September, all those PlayStation players are going to move yep. on to Spider-Man. So I don't think Spider-Man gets hurt in that scenario. I think factions. I guess that's that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah. I don't know if there's a right time or wrong time to release factions. I think right now would have been the right time, but beyond this, I don't know what the right or wrong path is uh, for factions. I mean, what's the next first party thing that's coming? Spider-Man. So nothing announced. No, no, uh, no, no, nothing. Uh, there's a Horizon mm. DLC in a couple weeks. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think is priced at twenty or thirty dollars. That, that this yeah. got revealed. Uh, but all their major studios have released stuff in the last couple of years, and like, Insomniac's the only one that like released. Sorry, stuff. MLB the show is coming. My apologies. Ah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> but I don't know. Since it's been coming to Xbox, it just doesn't have the same like. Yeah, I, to I, it, I agree. Uh, yeah. That that it used to. But yeah, uh, Sucker Punch takes a really long time to develop games. Insomniac's releasing Spider-Man, so yeah. there's a chance the next first-party major game to come out after Spider-Man is Wolverine, which is also Insomniac, because they're just mm-hmm. unstoppable as a studio right now. That's scary. That that that's kind of mm-hmm. scary. Uh, and Xbox is is fumbling the bag because they can't get shit out <laughs> like to, mm-hmm. to save themselves. I, I mean, like, at least Redfall and and, and uh, Starfield are dated. I mean, yep. at least that's two. Yeah, and There's then something uh, else in there I'm forgetting about. So and then after that, then it's like, oh shit, what are they doing? Yeah, I mean, we saw some. I've seen some Hellblade stuff today or yesterday from GDC. Yeah. So, I mean, but the Hellblade stuff still makes it seem like that game's far away yeah I, yeah that's not anything that's talked about at gdc usually feels a little far away <laughs> it, it, it was like tech demo-y stuff of like look what unreal yeah. engine can do and it's just like yeah. oh shit this is how your guys are gonna show off uh hellblade sweet great um but speaking of redfall uh redfall was once coming to ps5 uh this is uh out of ign france uh the arcane austin uh studio head said that <sighs> Redfall was being developed for PS5 before Microsoft bought Bethesda. Uh, the person, the head of the studio, would later say that it worked out for the best 
as it's one less complexity to worry about in developing Redfall. Uh, but uh, Dave, do you think Microsoft is like shut the fuck up, dude? After this guy, no, up? I think this is a this is a no shit Sherlock moment. Like you don't think that these games were in pre development or being being developed before they got purchased. No, 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 like, no for sure, one hundred percent. But right now, when uh, Microsoft and Sony are fighting over Activision Blizzard, do you think Activ- yeah. Microsoft's like you didn't have to say that? Like, so I, I asked you to put this in. Yeah. Um, and the reason I asked you to put this in because I I have multiple questions that I want to ask ask you based on this. Typically, you're the one that kind of pushes this, so I'm going to be the one that pushes this. So, um, you know the studio sometimes always monsters, correct? That's yes. so be it like a, like a, people, a, a bunch of people. Yep. And they were making a comp- – we believe they're making some kind of competitive esports game. Mm-hmm. That's the rumor. And now they have signed a partnership with uh, Sony to do it exclusively on their platform, correct? Yeah, I believe uh, Sony's going to own the IP. Is how yeah. that's working? Yeah. Do you think that at one point in time this game was in development for Xbox as well? Mm, uh, that one might be tricky because the studio was relatively new when they were acquired. So I, I would probably okay. say there's like a – 25% chance that they were already okay. working with Xbox hardware. Uh, do you think that Bungie's new IP that they've been working on was being, it was at one point in time being developed for PC or do you think it is still coming to PC? Yes. And I would also imagine it was also being developed on Xbox because Bungie such a big studio. All their games are really complex. So it takes okay. years of development for them to get started. Do you feel that Sony has the right to tell them what to do with that IP? one hundred percent. They they own them, okay. and it's the same thing with the Bethesda deal. How do you feel about? Now, second question is: How do you feel about these acquisitions that are being made? Are you for or against Microsoft buying Activision, Microsoft buying Blizzard, or uh, yeah, Blizzard, and Microsoft buying Bethesda and Sony buying Bungie? Are you in favor of them or not in favor of these happening? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, shit on your question and pick the middle uh, okay. because the consolidation of the industry is scary. But there's a lot of these studios. I don't know if they would survive on their own. Okay. So Activision Blizzard, they sought after someone to acquire them because they're like, we can't okay. do this or we're going to fall apart. Okay, that's fair. So are you mad at Bethesda for saying yes or for Microsoft for offering? I don't think you can be mad at either one of them in that scenario of just like, but it takes two to tango in this scenario. Mm-hmm. So like... Microsoft. So no, that's the question yeah. I've been asking people today because I'm seeing all this stuff and I'm getting annoyed with, okay, so if, you know, in the TV world, uh, HBO paid for Last of Us. Yeah. And it's exclusively on HBO. Like, you can't watch it anywhere else. And you have to pay for HBO to watch it. If you want to watch Ted Lasso, you have to pay for Apple TV to watch it. If you want to watch Mandalorian or you want to watch the Star Wars stuff, you have to pay for it to pay for disney if you like all these other things that are randomly owned by and why isn't there a problem with it now to where somebody's like i cannot believe that microsoft bought uh bethesda and now they're they're forcing redfall to only be on xbox they fucking own the company yeah no and and that's the funny thing is it's like they bought it the company agreed to be bought it's not like they're being forced to be acquired and it just happens. And the, the the whole exclusivity argument, they like Xbox wants you to play it on anywhere you want to play it. They're working diligently to figure out a way for you to play it without a console, and they're almost there. Yeah, uh, like I, I, I didn't put in a story, <laughs> but Microsoft assigned a ten year deal with the people that do the streaming on the Switch. You know, like they're trying to to, to get their shit kind of everywhere. Uh, so there there is a ton of stuff. Um, like yeah. so, Sony Sony paid Insomniac at the time to make Spider-Man. Sony paid Capcom to make Street Fighter for them. Sony pays Square Enix to only make Final Fantasy for them. But now, when Microsoft buys somebody, this is dumb. This is crap. Like, why? Yeah, like, I, I think <laughs> the reason... So, I'm, I'll just, you know, do the devil's advocate bullshit. I think in this scenario the headline makes it seem way worse because um, Tomb Raider wasn't going to be made unless Xbox bought the exclusivity for a year. Um, Street Fighter, as far as we know, they weren't going to really make another Street Fighter the last two times except PlayStation was like, here's money, make it for us. Kojima wasn't going to be able to make Death Stranding without money from somebody. And this is the head of uh, Bethesda being like, yeah, we had the money for Redfall, we were actively developing Redfall for PS5, and then we were purchasing how to kill it. You know, so it kind of 
timing on this is kind of everything because this is also Microsoft is yelling in the UK courts, PlayStation makes exclusives and prevents them from coming to their platform. And then this is an instance where it's like, Bethesda was making it for PS5. and But I'm not saying I agree with people that are upset yeah, with it, and, but it's just and, and it, it appears on the surface that Microsoft, you know, whether it's public relations spin or not public relations spin, like Microsoft's doing everything they can to sit there and say, look, it's not only going to be on Xbox. They've tentatively signed deals with Nintendo for Call of Duty, whether you think that's just a shill move or not a shill move. They, you know, PC is still a viable platform versus you have to go buy this specific white PlayStation 5 box that costs 400 or $500 if you want to play Spider-Man 2. It, at least minimally Microsoft is, as you know, whether you like it or don't like it, Microsoft saying option A, Series S, option B, Series X, option C, PC, option D, um, Game Pass Cloud, like th- and like <laughs> a, a, a part that people forget is it comes to Game Pass, but you can still buy the game individually for the full price if you want it too. Yes. So it's not even they're locking you into Game Pass. It's like if if somebody wants to play is a, is, is a because av- Final Fantasy fourteen can still be played on PS four, correct? Yes, for now. They're, if, they're, they're- if somebody wants to play Final Fantasy sixteen. Their only option and choice is a minimum of $400 investment in a new box. That's their only choice. Yeah. Period. That is not the only choice that Microsoft's giving. So please stop with this fucking exclusivity, buying exclusivity. It is driving me crazy to the point where I don't want to look at Twitter anymore because these people are just being dumb because they have their white PlayStation box and they can't play Redfall, which they wouldn't anyways. Well, and, but and, and it, it, that's how it's always been in terms of like the people that are complaining about Redfall, they're not going to say shit when Wolverine comes out exclusively for PS5 uh in in 2024 uh like they're gonna be if you only buy your groceries at one particular grocery store brand you are you are devaluing the market of the other grocery stores you can't sit there and if you if you're an amazon prime member and you're and and a local business near you near you goes out of business you can't sit there and say look at what amazon's doing to people when you're giving them money like you can't do that (laughs) like and, and, and that is being hypocritical. I'm sorry if I'm pissing anybody off, but if you think like that and you support the Spider-Man thing and you support the Activision or the Insomniac purchase and you're all in favor of it and you support the Bungie purchase but you're against the Bethesda purchase, you are a hypocrite. Yeah, and that's the thing is it's like, <laughs> hey, if you want to you know, make Starfield on every platform, Xbox would be, would do that, but you got to give them Spider-Man or something. Like is final? I'm sorry. Is Final Fantasy 16 going to work on PC? Uh, I believe so. I just don't know if it's day okay. one. That's that's my mistake. Then I'm sorry. So, um, you know, but uh, remove the sentence. Take the sentence that I said. Remove Final Fantasy 16 and insert Spider Man. Remove a Final Fantasy 16 and insert God of War. Like you know they. They didn't own Insomniac when they made the first Spider-Man. They Sony has, you know, the main reason that we we think that Insomniac was purchased was because they were worried that Facebook or a VR company was going to make a huge investment into them, and they blocked that from happening. And Insomniac hasn't done really any VR content since then, when they were almost considered a top six VR company, uh, trending VR company as VR was moving up. And they're not doing, to our knowledge, they're not doing anything VR. So for sixteen, uh, it's only coming to PS Five. And then after six months, it could come to PC. So it could come or will come. They've been kind of murky on it, uh, but they said okay. it won't come until 2024 at the earliest. So there's no defined date. It's just PlayStation bought six months platform exclusive uh, exclusivity. So it will eventually come to PC. And then when's the last time? And I and I hate people pulling quotes from like two years ago, like. I haven't been paying like much attention to, to Phil Spencer's conversations, but um, like I don't think that he, he's even spoke recently about exclusivities. Like I think he's kind of stopped with that conversation, and, and more or less that he's like he's t- he's pivoted to the point of where he's like we want your stuff we want our stuff to be accessible as as many places as possible, and we're trying to do that as best as we can through Game Pass. That's been what I feel like his message has been, except for Starfield. 
Starfield, uh, there was recent stuff of him just being like, well, we never announced platforms originally, which is true. They never really announced platforms for Starfield. Neither did Bethesda when they, were owned, I mean. when they weren't owned by Microsoft. I mean. like, so, so it's been up in the air. Right now, the discussion has if been... You don't think Deathloop was being, if you don't think Deathloop was being made for Xbox before Sony came to this and said, hey, no, we like that. We want a year of it you know, or yeah. more or we want all of it, you're crazy. Like I'm sorry, like they these companies make it, and the 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 architecture of all three of these systems, console, PC, consoles and PCs, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, is so similar now that this this line that he says that he said it worked out best is one less comp- complexity to worry about. That's probably after he got his his head smashed by somebody. Yeah, well, <laughs> the only thing I can think of complexity wise is just manpower that it would take to yeah. to, to work on it. It's just like, hey, now we don't have to have the team split off to make sure it runs and has dual sense, you know, like features and shit. Uh, it's like if like, if you ask yourself this question, if you you if your parents you grew up in a house for twenty five years, you lived in your parents' house for twenty years, twenty one years, eighteen, twenty five, whatever x number of years, and you really have a physical attachment to this house, and like all of a sudden your parents are the only people living in the house, and they've owned the house for like forty years, and they're selling it. Are you mad at your parents for selling it, or are you mad at the person that bought it? You could be mad at both, but it don't, won't matter. <laughs> right. It still happened. Yeah. And guess what? You can't go in that house anymore. <laughs> like, Unless you parasite it and build a tunnel under the house, <laughs> and then you live under there, and you're good. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. It, <sighs> it, I think this just became more of a story because of the timing of, like... The, I, I would bet money that the person that did this interview with IGN France probably got a call from someone at bethesda like you didn't need the like there was no point of saying what you said like we can't take it back it's already been said but like when indiana jones is talked about next shut the fuck up (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like do not say it's it's been actively developed for two years on playstation and it's not anymore uh, though Indiana Jones will probably be on all platforms because Disney would probably no, but mm-hmm. Disney is okay with Spider Man being exclusive and Wolverine being exclusive. So yeah, I don't even know what to do with Indiana Jones at this point. Yeah, uh, like, I don't know. If, so like, if for somehow like something happens with Ubisoft in the next six to nine months before Avatar comes out, it, like you don't think that something funky could happen to Avatar? Like you know what's funny <laughs> um, is uh, PlayStation. The reports are out uh, after like the recent financial call. I think on PlayStation side that they're like, we still have $5 billion for acquisitions. Uh, mm-hmm. And people are like, why haven't they pulled the trigger yet? Cause they probably already know who they want to buy. And it's like, well, because we're in a court case with Microsoft about exclusivities. So we can't go buy another company right now. Yeah. We, we got to hold back. And as <laughs> soon as this like, deal gets put through, we're, we're announcing we're buying Capcom or something or like, yes, like uh, yeah on the heels of Sony giving X, X millions of dollars to WB for an exclusive stick in Hogwarts. Hey, it's, a, it's apparently a really okay mission. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. That's why I just like, this is my glorified way of saying a wand or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that so. that's all I have for the news. <laughs> All right, so uh, it doesn't appear anything's been delayed except for this Microsoft Activision merger. <laughs> it was actually delayed until uh, May 22nd, I believe. I didn't even know that when I said that. <laughs> yeah, the, the decision in the UK got delayed like a week or two. Uh, so what we're planning on watching, um, I'll go first. Mine's brief. Um, like As most of you saw, like I was able to um, clear the raid. Uh, I was trying to stream it as much as possible. I've had some funky internet stuff going on. Like My speeds are fine. My bit rate's crashing, so I don't know the heck's going on with that but um yeah i don't really know at this point in time like i don't really know how i feel about destiny um i kind of like i I feel like i kind of say this every year but it's it's the raid was cool like the location everything looked really cool the completion of it was fine um i feel like it's one of the more accessible raids that they've released in a long time um so like there's you know there's a you know a couple things like that um it's just kind of in this weird spot just to see how it grows and evolves this, this, the rest of this year. Um, the rumors swirling around it being like a, it's supposed to be a, you know, they were they're trying to they were going to make one big final shape thing, which is what the next expansion is supposed to be called, is final shape, and all of Lightfall stuff was supposed to be part of that, and then they decided to split it apart and try to do Infinity War, you know, Marvel's Infinity War, um, whatever Endgame, you know, style thing to it. It, you know, if you believe that to be true or not to be true, um, it's been in the news heavily again as well with the passing of Lance Reddick, 
the unexpected passing of Lance Reddick, who's done you know phenomenal actor as well as voice actor. Um, he's been in he's Commander Zavala, the head of the the head of the Vanguard um, in Destiny, and um, they've there's been a ton of like in-game tributes to him, um, as well as questions about what they are or aren't going to do with. Um, with his character i'm also curious to how much voice lines he's already done like how many seasons is already possibly done because they actively develop way in advance and we've always heard that some of the voice lines are recorded years in advance (laughs) um so i'll be very curious to that because as an example lance reddick is the voice of something in the percy jackson animated series that's coming to disney plus that's not even out yet and in in, in the entire season's done Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um it sucks that he that he passed away. A phenomenal human being, a phenomenal person, um, in terms of uh, even done um, Cicero, uh, Cicero or um, I'm saying his name wrong, but he was in Horizon. Yeah. Um, as you know, he was in both Horizon games. Um, you know, he's you know obviously been in John Wick and everything like that. So that's been a ton of a uh, you know, a ton of stuff around around that has been you know really cool and just seeing any kind of gaming community in general to the point where it when his wife released a statement she specifically mentioned the destiny community because they sought after and found who she was on social mm-hmm. media and was reaching out to her um, i'm sure other communities have done it as well i just followed the destiny community much more uh in, you know intimately than other other communities um so yes that that is sucky that he's done that that he passed like and natural causes for a 60 year old black man is more par for the course than less lately unfortunately um so please like rest in peace <laughs> uh lance reddick um did pick up metroid remastered haven't had a chance to start it yet i didn't have a hard time getting a physical copy they seem to be so, in stores now like they're, they're yeah, available like, now i i talked to angela and she's like yeah i just did a best buy pickup for you here you go and i was like okay <laughs> like, you didn't have to pay 80 dollars um, on ebay like some people were doing no, which is crazy so yeah um, I bought it physically because I might might be something that I lend to somebody else because you know it's a classic Metroid game. So um, then um, yeah, like I said, messed around Destiny a little bit more. Um, watching didn't really watch much of the tournament. I watched a little bit of like if I heard there was a really good game going on the NCAA tournament, watched the end of that. Um, just doesn't have the doesn't seem to carry the weight. Um, completely oblivious to the fact that like World Baseball Classic was going on and USA was playing Japan. <laughs> um, that ended last night. Japan won the title for that. So um, I feel a little bit disconnected from, you know, baseball starting up soon as well, but I still feel disconnected in general from from that. Um, yeah, that's... I've been looking at some other stuff and seeing some stuff. I, I, I want to go back to... I, I guess I at this point in time on Game Pass, I probably just need to start Jedi Fallen Order over. Mm-hmm. to play to play the next one um you know just because i think i think it's like 3.99 on steam and it's also on game pass right now um so but uh yeah other than that i haven't we haven't angela and i haven't had the head to watch um to watch ted lasso or anything like that uh mandalorian ted lasso there's a bunch of stuff that we want to start and i'll be like hey you want to watch this and she's like no and i'm like okay so um it could be post you know, post putting our dog down, um, and just there's just a lot going on in general. Weather's been ridiculous too, like cold and warm and wind, and it's just it's messing with all of us. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of <laughs> my last week or so. Yeah, uh, mine got a little bit of video game time in uh, in between watching episodes of True Blood because uh, I'm rewatching that and Sarah's watching it for the first time, so I've just been reacting to her reactions to a sometimes cringy TV show. Uh, but, um, I, I was in a weird mood where I just kind of wanted to play like a mindless shooter game. Uh, so I ended up playing, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 on a PlayStation. Played that for a couple, probably like two hours. Um, took me a long time to get back into the rhythm of it. Uh, you know, just like the, the twitchy shooter stuff. Uh, yeah. to where it made me feel like an old man. So I'm like, gonna go to battlefield 2042 so i hopped on the xbox downloaded 2042 uh and started to play that and i was really really into uh battlefield 2042 uh except for the fact that conquest matches just last way too long like half hour is that on is that on plus now too yes it is on both but i went over to xbox just to to like it's not it's on game pass right yeah uh, so I'm enjoying that, uh, though, again, conquest modes just take way too long to 
to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, as someone who is coming to Battlefield 2042 like a year after it's been released, it's pretty fun. You know, like the the map design is, is all right. I, I have a coworker that keeps telling me I need to play it again. Yeah, so. like um, I don't do voice chat or anything like that, so I don't know how the community is. I just mute that and just do my own thing. Uh, but I. It seems like a solid game. I'm sure there's someone who's like, well, I've been playing since day one and it's been a shit show. And it's like, that's cool. But playing it now, it it seems like it's a pretty solid entry in the series. Uh, But that's also me playing like probably another two, three hours of it. Uh, So I don't really care about progression in Battlefield games like I do in Call of Duty. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because it's more about like the objectives as opposed to Call Call of Duty, where it's like I want to have the best kit and be number one in team deathmatch. In Battlefield 2042, uh, I'm just trying to do the objective, so I don't really care what gun I have uh, Mm -hmm. because I'm just just trying to capture objectives and just use whatever basic attachments I have. Well, in Battlefield, I mean, I haven't messed with 2042 in a long time, but Battlefield typically has you pick like a certain type of thing, like medic or... Yeah, yeah, you know, and like, then you can like customize... A, like a small class, and with it, within that you have some weapon customization, which also involves unlocking. The The more you play, the more the better, yeah. the more fun it is, and the uh, more asset you but, are. But it's not really like a... Uh, something you have to really worry about, if that makes sense, in terms of like... You, you you don't have to get too deep into weapon customization stuff as long as you're doing the objectives. Uh, so that, that's what I've been enjoying from that experience. Also, I like that uh, Twitch had just turned into a True Blood uh, chat room <laughs> uh, f- uh, for a couple people. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's two major things I was playing. And then I also was able to play the XO Primo Primal Beta, which, Dave, I'm... You didn't mention it, so I'm assuming you didn't get any time with it. Uh, I did not. I kind of forgot, actually. Okay. These are the things that you have to message me about. I put it in our <laughs> Discord, Dave. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the Exo Primal had a uh, beta uh, first impressions from it. There's only one mode available, and it was like the PvPVE mode. So basically, it was a team of five players going against AI dinosaurs, uh, but you also have an opponent team that are doing the same objectives uh, and it's basically a race to the end of the the level uh, to complete all the objectives uh, you don't can you mess with the other team so yes so you will see ghost versions of them while you're playing so you can see exactly kind of where they are on the map or how far they have progressed and if you fall behind you can um, send like stronger dinosaurs to them to like try and catch okay. up uh, and that aspect is actually pretty interesting. Uh, gameplay stuff uh, in terms of like different classes is there. Didn't really get to dive too deep into it. There wasn't a ton of options available there, but uh, I was mostly playing the tank class, enjoyed like its weapons and just like its basic mechanics. Uh, and the the shooting felt a little loose. Like I'm hoping it can like tighten that up a little bit, but the actual gameplay loop in this one mode was pretty entertaining and i i found it to be fun and a different a different take on you know some of the traditional uh, like multiplayer modes that we're used to seeing uh so i i didn't know what type of vibe i would get from the game um because i haven't been watching too many trailers outside of the big ones uh but mm-hmm. it kind of having a starship troopers vibe to it kind of Kind of, it was something I was kind of into. Like it kind of did the "Do you want to know more?" presentation from those movies, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I kind of fuck with that. Like I I do enjoy like the vibe they're going for, and uh, Johnny apparently he didn't like it. Uh, and I've I don't know. It's something that like it's coming to Game Pass day one. So wait wait wait. If it put Johnny as a boy to sleep, it's like a nine out of ten. Yeah, it's true, D- Johnny. You fall asleep during even good games, so that's not a metric for you. Uh, but this is one of those things where, like, after playing the beta, would I spend sixty to seventy dollars on this game? Maybe not. But it is coming to Game Pass day one, so I will download okay. it and probably enjoy my time with it for Game Pass. Uh, so it's definitely on my radar. Like, it was before, but now that I know how it plays and some of the modes, like, I, I'm more interested than I was before. 
Uh, and okay. now it'll just be a matter of me convincing my PlayStation friends to buy it so then we can cross-play because it's cross-platform play because every game should be if you have multiplayer. I got, yeah, I got some notification on my PlayStation today about, do you want to allow cross-platform invitations? I, I was like, I thought that was interesting. So, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't think those would come like from the main system. Uh, that's it was like a privacy policy update or something like that. So, hmm. Okay. I actually kind of like and don't like that aspect. I like it just being up to a per game basis. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm sure you might be able to turn it off. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. After you after you accept it, but I just thought it was interesting when you said that it dawned on me when I turned my PlayStation on today. Yeah, I haven't seen that option uh, just yet. Uh, pop up my playstation uh, but yeah exo primal like i'm interested in playing it through game pass uh, i'll probably need to see a little bit more if i'm going to end up like considering buying it on playstation but again coming to game pass i'll at least download it uh mm-hmm. just gotta hope that i can get my friends and again, to pick it up with the, with the discord integration whatever they're playing it on they can just talk now yeah whether you're on playstation xbox or pc like you can just join a discord chat and and group up and play so. yeah I, I man i just I wish I could get my PlayStation. I wish it was coming to PlayStation Plus because then my friends will play it and then I'll be able to cross-platform. Yeah. Uh, I'm at the point where Xbox Series S's were like $120 at some stores like in the last couple of weeks and I've almost been tempted to just buy two of them and just give them to friends. It's like, yo, here, we're Game Pass in the game. Uh, here, I bought you the box. You buy the subscription. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, here you go. It's a Series S. It's not going to run as great, but shut up. It's free. <laughs> and, and, and just do that. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much everything I've been playing and watching. Uh, I did get a Switch game for review, but I just got it today, so I'll talk about it next week. Okay. All right, so uh, questions and comments. You can send us questions using hashtag AskDigitalDays. Um, I would love to hear, um, and I know I know on a little bit of a rant about this, you know, like exclusivity thing, but so the, the question I asked at the end, are you mad at the companies for buying? And this can go for anybody. Are you mad at the companies for buying another company or are you mad that the person, that the other company said yes to the purchase? Because circling back to it, like Bethesda was seemingly doing okay. ZeniMax was seemingly doing all right. And, you know, for whatever reason, they either silently put themselves on the market or Microsoft came to them and wrote a little number on a, pay, on a napkin and gave it to them and they still said yes. Um, yeah, do you, you feel know, betrayed like by Bethesda for for accepting an acquisition? Yeah, so I'm I'm really curious. Like in in that aspect, who's the one that you're the most irritated with? The the one the purchaser, the the person that gave him the number, or the person that accepted the number? Like I I'm genuinely curious about that because it seems like there's a lot of this this vitriol like hatred of either way. But it's okay in other in other economic climates, but just not in the video game climate. I don't understand that. Um, but Will writes in, um, if you could take one thing from the UK to enjoy and then give the UK something from the US you hate, what would that be and why? Uh, I didn't realize about the thing you give to the US and hate. Um, <laughs> Man, I-, I didn't realize it was hate. So for me, right off the bat, like the thing I would want to bring from the UK to here is the four-day work week. Is that, a, is that an actual thing in the UK? I know you some it's, some European country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very very heavily done. Yeah. Um, so like I I would like the four day work week and everything. All the data that's coming out of the four day work week is that they're more productive. Um, and this is not like four tens. Like this is four eights. So it's like a thirty two hour work week or something. Yeah. Um, they're they they physically tangibly reduced the actual work week. Um, the thing that I I currently am irritated with that I would give to the UK is uh, U.S. politics. Yeah, but it can't be an even exchange because UK politics are not much better. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what I would probably do that would be an even exchange is I would like to take how UK handles TV shows, uh, specifically like like British TV shows, and I would like to give how the US handles TV shows over in terms of UK shows, British shows. They tend to just end a lot sooner and don't get dragged on as much outside of Doctor Who. Uh, usually, if a show's really good, they'll give you like one or two seasons and then they're done. They move on. Never talk about it again. And in the US, most of our shows go on for five seasons too long and then they get rebooted and then we have to deal with them again. So, strictly pop culture-wise, I would say I would love to exchange those ideologies for how like TV shows work. Because uh, I love when I find like a like a 
BBC show or just a general British show that's like, hey, here's two or three really good seasons and then we're never going to touch this again as opposed to mm-hmm. most like US comedies. I mean, just like how they treated The Office uh, for one mm-hmm. uh, to where like by the time you get to the end of US Office, uh, the US version of The Office, it's like half the cast left and there's a bunch <laughs> of people you don't care about. Uh, yeah so like as as a response so like this is my sweater in twitch goes companies buying others makes me think you risk writers and artists creative liberties i would argue that maybe you can expand on them with a company with more money the the thing that usually happens though is those people that get acquired they take a paycheck and then they fuck off and make their own company which leads to Mm -hmm. Like the thing they were working at, kind of dying a slow death, and then they get right. to do their own thing with the new money. Some that they spiritual have. success of it, yeah. Uh, so there's definitely a give or take. Uh, I I would say uh, to this aspect, you probably get like a, a degration of VIPs that were once yeah. at the company. But do you think like do you think like Hi-Fi Rush would exist without this acquisition without this purchase happening? Um, Hi-Fi Rush was probably already in development. Um, so. We probably would have gotten it potentially, um, but th- we don't know if it would have ever left like a concept stage potentially. Right. Um, so it, it would be hard to to know. But there is a chance that Hi-Fi Rush does not get the platform that it got mm-hmm. uh, th- if it wasn't for Microsoft being like, "Hey, we're just going to shadow drop it because we gave enough resources to do this." Uh, if and then she's he or she I'm sorry are adding as like but what if the they're limited by the company buying them then they leave yeah and that's usually um what happens yeah so hi-fi rush is in development since 2017 so it was at least a before mm-hmm. acquisition start which means it was being developed for PlayStation but Tango Gameworks were smart enough not to tell people that they were actively <laughs> developing it for PlayStation before it went exclusive uh so th- that just goes back to you know the other one of just like hey yeah. Redfall developer don't talk uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah um, yeah the only good thing is like uh, when a studio gets acquired you usually see a bunch of new studios spawn because they do get limited by the new company buying them but they usually get a good fat paycheck but yeah, but we're also I don't unless we're missing it like you pay attention to this I pay attention to this we follow enough people I'm not seeing like a mass exodus of Bethesda um, I mean, game uh, uh, Tango Gameworks just lost their head of the studio, uh, Shimigami. Uh, he that's because one of his last games sucked. <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of sucked, but also that could have just been Bethesda just sucking themselves. Um, but like you, you saw that person leave. I I know we're gonna get a bunch from Activision Blizzard. Uh, Ooh, yeah, because that company's toxic. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and um, so we'll definitely see that spawn. I mean, some studios have closed and there have been layoffs at Bethesda. So, like, we definitely have seen that aspect but, of it. But do you think that those could have been even higher without the purchase? I do. It depends on what work that they were being done. Yeah. Like, because some of those studios were the, like, auxiliary studios, the artillery studios. And yeah. they are less needed when you go into a big company. Uh, so some of them might have had a better chance of surviving uh, under that aspect, uh, but but it's it's one of those things that we, we we would just like all we could do is guess and hypothesize about like what what could have been or or that. But uh, I I definitely think it is it is a give or take situation in terms of like hey you're gonna lose some people some people are going to stick around and see how things go the scary thing with the microsoft stuff is right now microsoft seems very friendly developer friendly audience friendly and that is not who microsoft is as a company and they've never been like that so we don't know if all these microsoft acquisitions are going to be bad uh five ten years down the road when they start Mm -hmm. closing studios or changing how games are developed and you could say the same thing about playstation what if they don't like Bungie anymore in five, ten years? What if mm-hmm. Bungie's next multiplayer game? Or what if their attempt at ten live service games and all ten of them flop? Like, there's going to be yeah. some major sacrifices. We saw some major stuff happen when they tried to do like Guns Up and Drawn to Death and and something else. Like, mm-hmm. we saw a huge like restructuring of Sony at the time. Like, um, so it doesn't mean that you know either way. It's just 
unfortunately it's the it's the way the business is at the moment and the the companies feel like the the hot ticket thing right now is to stay relevant is to be acquired yeah uh in all companies yeah yeah right now every sector is just looking to merge and consolidate the industry and in a couple years a lot of those same people are going to be like shit what did we do uh and Mm -hmm. it's it will probably be a problem in the future but right now it's keeping companies afloat and it's at least spawning different companies um I mean, because you could be like an Ubisoft where Ubisoft's bleeding talent because people are like, we can't be here anymore. And Ubisoft's like, hold on, we might be acquired. And and they're mm-hmm. banking on an acquisition. Why losing a bunch of talent? Uh, because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, so yeah. uh, I don't know. The industry kind of seems like a mess, but also like really healthy at the same time. Like there's money in the industry, but it's just being funneled in weird ways. Yeah. All right, uh, so that is our show for this week. Our, our socials, you can follow us on Twitter at Digital Days Pod is for the main podcast. Uh, at the first MJC is Michaels. At Good Dave Hunt is myself. Our Facebook group and our Discord server are linked in the show notes. Please consider joining Discord. So that's where some more of the conversations are happening. I would love to see some more of the voice chats. I can make more voice chat rooms if we need to. We can make things uh, exclusively, specifically for that. Uh, Michael's been doing a great job updating trailers um, as you know things are coming out. It's not just game stuff. Like there's movie stuff in there as well, um, and you know TV show and all that stuff that's in there. So I would love to kind of have that that conversation piece and start having a little bit more of a focal point on Discord. Um, but you know, as well as there's a Facebook group there too, and Twitter, as we can try to have those conversations in, in multiple places. Uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Patreon.com/slash/DigitalDaysGaming is uh, where you can uh, support us financially if you choose to. There are different tiers there that you feel free to check those tiers out. Um, and with that, that is um, all I have. You got anything else, Bud? Nope. Just uh, Dave, you got to change Moobot. Uh, anytime that thing <laughs> tweets out oh yeah uh, that's so, ancient yeah. uh, no that's so. uh, pretty much it I'll have a review of uh, Post Void which just came to Switch uh, next week uh, and uh, I'm just sad I missed the Diablo beta this past weekend uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it was closed beta you had to buy like a double decker chicken sandwich or something you had to buy like a heart attack on a, a, a without a bun there's a KFC not <laughs> too far from me so I, I fucked up but it's an open beta this weekend it's a perfect i'll play hopefully dave will be able to find some time for diablo as well (laughs) yeah we'll talk about it should be an open beta this weekend but you had to buy some double decker thing from kfc or pre-order the game i heard shit i haven't had a double down in years so maybe i'll yeah double down that's what it's called sorry (laughs) so all right i hope everyone has a great week uh keep moving forward don't be a dick see ya